All right, welcome to Lacrosse Talk PM. I'm Rick Solom. Better Hearing Center Talk and Text Line 608 785 7914. Exciting news to announce today, right as Riverfest happens, of course. Our duck has hatched her babies. I don't know how else to say that. She's already had her babies, but now she's hatched her babies. So there's a, a duck by our building. Uh, she, for the last couple of years, she's made her nest in a flower pot on Second Street, three feet above the ground. And I don't know what happens after the babies hatch, but I imagine they just cross Second Street and head to the Mississippi River. But they hatch today, so there's a couple of babies in there, maybe like six or eight. I didn't count because they're all moving and they were kind of scared of me. And uh, now they got to cross Second Street. And then I think I gave them a Riverfest button. I don't know if they can share the button. I I wonder if you, I, I should look, maybe if you're under one day old, if you're able to go to Riverfest for free or if you need a button or not, I'm not really sure. Um, but mom got a button, so I put it on her and then she's going to, they're, they're probably headed to Riverfest. I'm, I'm not sure if they're going to go right away. I'm totally kidding. They're not, they're not getting a button. I would never give them a button. I worked really hard to get that button. Um, but they are, uh, there is a picture on our wisdom Facebook page. If you, uh, if you want to go check it out. If you want to call me and talk about your duck stories, do you have any funny animal stories? Because I'm always into animal stories. Uh, 608-785-7914. But the duck picture is posted right now. So you can see mom and her baby ducks. And just so you guys aren't really worried, I called the I, I called the DNR and uh, left some messages. So maybe those guys will call me back. But I did call the Cooley Region Humane Society and then I got their dispatcher, and their dispatcher is sending an officer, uh, probably a wildlife, not a police officer, but a wildlife officer to the scene. And he's going to text me or she's going to text me when they're here. And they're going to safely escort the babies to wherever I feel like they'll, they'll probably know better than I do where the babies need to go. So it's super exciting. They're super cute. I named them all Harriet and Harold, and all H names, uh, 608-785-7914 if you want to give me a call. I've got one call right now. I'm going to put it up. Uh, WIZM, who is this? Hi, my name is Dakota. I work with Animal Control. Hey, Dakota. How are you doing? Good. How are you? I'm good. Are you, uh, good. Are, you um, are you out here getting the babies? Um, I, I was just calling to check in. Um, I just received a message. Yeah, um, so I was calling to check in and kind of see what uh, the deal was. Oh yeah, so I, I was just describing. Just so you know, you're on the air right now at Wisdom. Okay. okay. <laughs> just I I don't know if the guy warned you about that. I just told him the call. We'll put you on air. But just so so the babies are on Second Street. Are you heading this way now? Uh, yes, I am. I was just calling to kind of get like an idea of what the situation was from from you. Okay. Yeah. So there's uh, Mama just had her babies. We believe today. And they're sitting in a square flower pot on Second Street, by, just past our Midwest family building, just past the lights. Um, okay. I told uh, one of our news reporters, Caitlin, is out there just checking up on them so they don't jump out and try to cross at rush hour. And yeah. uh, she should be out there waiting for you. Otherwise, I think you have my number. You can text me that when you get here, and I'll send someone else out. But there's about six okay. or eight of them. 
and uh, they're just in that flower pot. And I'm just guessing, can you just tell us, tell my audience what you're going to do when you get here? Um, yeah, so the plan is to hopefully wrangle them up and get them down near the river so that they can uh, make it there safely. Okay, well, you need a Riverfest button. Do I need a Riverfest button? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I was, like, you're going to have to go through <laughs> Riverfest to get down to the river if you go one way. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just That's messing true. with you. Um, so what do you do? You put them in a, like a cardboard box or do you got a special carrier and how do you pick them up? Um, normally if, depending on where they're at, you can just kind of grab them with your bare hands. They're pretty easy to grab. Um, as, especially when they're little, um, if mom, is mom there with them? Yeah. She, they're all sitting in the nest. They're all sitting there. Yeah. So we definitely want to catch mom then too, because if she takes off, then it can be a little bit more of a struggle. Um, but once we get them, then we can, yeah, just put them in like a normal pet carrier okay. and take them down close to the river and release them. And will you need the whole, together. will you need the whole, uh, WIZM team out there to help you wrangle ducks in case they get mom gets free or something? Um, possibly. Okay. Depending on, um, what kind of like area it is that they're sitting in and how much space they have to run. Okay, cool. And how far away are you from like downtown lacrosse, you think? Um, I am headed that I'm. Passing the famous days on 16. Okay. All right. So, so you're, yeah, you're about 10, 10 15 minutes, minutes out. I'll be there. Okay, cool. All right, Dakota, I'll let you drive so you don't have to text and, or talk and drive. And, uh, yeah. And I'll send some people out there to give you a hand in about 10 minutes. All right. Sounds good. I will see you then. All right. Thanks. Dakota with Wildlife Management right there on the scene or almost on the scene to save our baby ducks and head, get them to Riverfest so they can enjoy the festivities. I think they'll probably eat cheese curds. Everyone loves cheese curds. Uh, with that, I'm going to take a quick break, and I'm going to actually go tell some people to uh, get ready to ha- handle some ducks. We'll be right back. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. I'm your host, Rick Solom. It's Rick Solom Wednesday. Uh, 608-785-7914 is the number if you want to talk to me or if you want to text me that reminds me i can put it the text line i always forget to do that i'm gonna log into the text line right now i had a whole bunch of things uh kind of to talk about and if you were listening yesterday dave and i kind of previewed the fact that i was going to talk about this ronald crosby jr court case and and bring in a criminal expert and i talked to tim grinky about um just that the bonds issue the police issue and so we're going to do that next Wednesday because I don't want to. I don't want to bring down July Fourth festivities with bail talk, I guess, or signature bond talk, anything like that. So we're going to do that next week. We're going to have Ryan Anderson from the Viterbo. He's a criminal justice professor there, and Tim Grinke is also offered to come in too. So he might come in, and, and maybe we'll have them both in at the same time. Be that would be interesting. We could just talk about. Both, kind of both both spectrums, uh, what Grinky goes through as the Lacrosse County District Attorney, and what Ryan, you know, is has learned in his his past. He's he's uh, done a whole bunch of stuff with even with immigration and and stuff like that. And now, obviously, as a professor, so that that could be interesting if all those guys, if both those guys want to come in at the same time. Uh, if you if you didn't catch the beginning of the show, uh, we reported on our baby duck that has hatched her babies today, and I put a picture on. Our Wisdom page, but of course, I don't know if you guys have seen this, but Instagram and Facebook aren't posting pictures today for some reason. What do we do now? We used to blame Obama, and now we blame the Russians, right? So we're blaming the Russians 
for our inability to post pictures to Facebook and Instagram. This has been bugging me and my friends all day because we often share a bunch of stories and pictures and, and stuff over Facebook. So none of that's worked. So you can't see the baby duck at this moment in time on our Facebook page. Perhaps Facebook remedies that, and later, because I uploaded it already, it, it will refresh, and hopefully then it will post. I could put it on our website. Maybe I'll do that in a little bit. I've got that long break at, at 5.30, and I can, I'll can i post it there when I when I get a minute. Um, one other thing, Governor Tony Evers, did he sign the budget? This is like so many things. I, I put a story up. I haven't had a chance to even look at it. Governor Evers, uh, partial a look at Governor Evers' partial budget veto. So if you guys want to talk about that, um, I see the story that we have on wisdomnews.com right now. It looks at the school aid, drug test and work requirements, Tesla dealership, capital security, lieutenant governor, corrections merit pay, new prison, youth prison, quarries, roads, truck fees, and charging stations and buses. Those are the things that I believe are within the governor's partial vetoes for the Wisconsin budget. Those are just a few of the things. Now that I look at the story here, he's made 78 changes to the Republican version of the state budget. And I love how the Wisconsin GOP and Governor Evers, I think the story was a couple of days ago, Robin Voss is pressuring Evers to sign the budget because this is how the the Republicans have it and he should sign it because this is, we did it. We just signed the budget. We're Republicans, you're Democrats. We're going to end that whole feud and we're just going to, you you should just sign the budget now the way it is because we know what we're doing. And that's always funny because when the Republicans held the entire legislature, they were the the assembly, the you know the, when they held everything, and Scott Walker was was the governor. They didn't sign the budget until September twenty first, two months past the deadline, almost three months past the deadline. So it's kind of funny now that they're they're just expecting the the budget to be signed. Yeah, just sign it. What are you talking about? Well, there's no rift between Republicans and Democrats. We know what we're doing. This is exactly how it needs to be done. But uh, we're gonna go to the phones. Number three, what you what you got? Well, I was wondering if uh, when you have those two dudes on next week, if you could have Rob Abraham there too. Um, that would be a that would be a packed house. We've actually called the police about some of this stuff, uh, even the parking situation, and they they don't want to comment. I haven't actually talked to Rob specifically about that. Oh, but, okay. But I've I've right. I've been told that he was going to get a hold of me about some parking issues, but he never did. Oh, and all right. Um, I could, I could, I'll, I'll reach out to him. I'll tell you this though. Yeah, go ahead. I don't think they should let those ducks out in the main channel. They end up in Brownsville by nightfall. A lot of current out there. Yeah, but isn't Minnesota better with wildlife than Wisconsin? So if they end up in Brownsville, it'll be all right. Well, then it'd be on the Minnesota side. Yeah. But maybe the backwaters would be better. Yeah, I think, yeah, I'm guessing that he'll, I mean, his name is Dakota, so he's got to know what he's doing, right? Oh, and he knows what he's doing. Otherwise, (laughs) you keep your powder dry over the 4th of July, all right? Yeah, that's, I was going to get into that, too. Do you have any, any interesting firework stories from your childhood and how fireworks have evolved or devolved since you were a kid? No, I never played with anything dangerous. Okay, so you (laughs) never. Other one let me. You're, you're, all right, I don't believe you, but that's fine. Okay. All right. <laughs> all right see Keep your powder dry, my Thank friend. You. Bye-bye.
Uh, that's number three. Yeah, I wanted to get into that too a little bit. I don't have any. I have one pretty great fireworks story, but if you guys have some some interesting fireworks story stories, you know, just about maybe when you were a kid and now that you have kids, how things have changed, or maybe they haven't changed. Are you letting your kids just willy nilly play with fireworks and and maybe uh, you know maybe some of the more dangerous ones, or are they a lot safer than when you were a kid? What do you think? Of, what do you think of that? Just six zero eight seventy five seven nine one four. I'll just tell you this: my my fireworks story. So we we all, when I was a kid, we rented a cabin on Bear Lake near Manawa, and me and my friend Dana were sitting. I think we were just sitting on the in lawn chairs or sitting on our dock, and the neighbors next door were shooting fireworks off their dock. So we were getting a little free show from them. And at some point, so they had a giant box of fireworks, from what I remember. And I might have, I might exaggerate this story as the years go by, but this is this is pretty much how I tell it the same since I I remember it. And they had a giant box of fireworks. They're shooting fireworks off the dock, so that was cool. And they shoot them into the water and and whatever. Now we're probably that's probably frowned upon because it's littering, right? Like we don't we don't want to do that anymore. <laughs> I guess we don't care when it comes to fireworks whether or not that's littering. Some things just skate by that. But uh, anyway, so. But at one point, they dropped a firework, a lit one. They lit it, accidentally dropped it into the box. And then the box started on fire. So they kicked the box into the... And the fireworks started shooting out of the box. So they kicked the box into the lake. And they were screaming and yelling. And then the the box was engulfed in flames. So it kept shooting fireworks. So fireworks are shooting out of the water every which way. The two guys on the dock were screaming and they run to shore and, and it just it was a little bit of pandemonium for for a couple of seconds there because uh just fireworks everywhere. That's that's the best fireworks story I have. And we were just laughing our butts off sitting on the dock next door, uh just you know, watching a couple of idiots drop a firework into their box and you, you only you gotta wonder how like how much money they, they lost just doing that. Um the the only other fireworks story, my friend said that when he was a kid, him and his brothers would just make they would make fireworks. I don't know how you're making fireworks, but he said they would put the wicks in them and their parents didn't care. And he, he said he remembered lighting one of the wicks and it just zipped right to the you know end of the wick or whatever. It was one of those where, where you don't expect it to go as fast as it does. And he said it went so fast and he only had like, a, you know, barely a second to get any when he, he threw the firework and it only got like a foot away from him before it went off and exploded. And it was like a man-made or handmade firework. So it was, you know, probably a little bit more explosive than your your normal fireworks you buy at Menards or Farm and Fleet or whatever. Um, so and he just thinks and he goes, he's got kids now that are like 10, 12 years old. And he's like, I would never let my kids today do what I did when I was a kid with fireworks. I can't believe that my parents let me play with the fireworks that we did. We shouldn't even have hands anymore. Uh, do you have any stories like that? If you do, text me, 608-785-7914, or give me a call. Uh, and and if, I, I feel like you guys are going to have better fireworks story than me uh, watching my neighbors drop fireworks into a box and then kicking it into the lake. But that was that was something. That was a sight to see, I'll tell you that. Um, no updates. I'm, I'm trying to get updates on whether or not Dakota from Wildlife Management has made it to our duckling and I'm really mad that Facebook, the one day that Facebook doesn't allow pictures to upload for some reason. So all you get is a, well, that it works for me. So if you guys want to comment whether or not you can see that picture on our WIZM Facebook page, let me know. Uh, we're going to go back to the phones here. Mr. Dandy. 
Jim Dandy, how yes, are you? Yes, sir. What you what you got today? Who's this? This is Rick on WIZM. Oh, oh you sound like you got a call, buddy. Hey, what I'm calling about is I called last week and it was about the explosions. Um, when oh, I was yeah. nine years old, I yeah. was foolish and and uh, my dad used dynamite for uh, his plastering and sand business and stuff, and dynamited his own sand. He had a license for it. Well, me and some buddies got in the shed and took it up on the bluff behind our house on the farm, and, and I was, you know, the know-it-all. I watched Dad do it, so I, here's how you do it. Well, I had three sticks of dynamite go off a few inches from my right hand. To this day, I don't have a right eye, and I've got the tips of two fingers missing, and I'm just fortunate to be alive. I've probably got about 80% of my sight missing in my good eye. But, you know, I, I, I tell people this every year, Rick, because I wanted to set an example. I want people to be smart. I want them to have fun, use their heads, just take precautions, especially when kids are around, because the last thing you want to do is harm that child, and the last thing they want to do is go through life with a bad eyesight. It's not fun. It's not been fun. You overcompensate, Rick. You make up for it. But it's, it, you know, and it was a stupid mistake I did as a stupid country boy. But, but I've learned my lesson, and I've, every year I used to tell the kids my son's intramural baseball teams and my daughter's softball teams. And, and, and if, it, if it kept one from getting hurt, then I guess it was worth it. Yeah, definitely. Um, so I just want Go ahead. No, Jim, I'm not trying to be insensitive, but when you when you say stick a dynamite back in, what year was it about? Do you think this was back in '63, May of '63? Okay, is it like a is it like a cliche looking stick of dynamite? Like, is it a big, long red stick? Is that what you guys were playing with? It's an oversized Tootsie Roll. Okay, basically wrapped in kind of a wax. And then you've got the fuse, which is however long you cut it. And evidently, I cut it too long because I was smart enough. We, I lit it. We packed three sticks in a in a glass jar, and put a, a what's called a twenty pound. It's psi pounds per square inch uh, blasting cap on the end of the fuse. Pushed that in the you know the packed dynamite, lit it, and took off. We were all quite a while. And it was just smoldering a little bit. And I thought, this is taking too long. It doesn't ever take Dad this long. So I went up to see why. My buddies were hollering at me. And, you know, I wound up going to school for the blind for six years in Janesville. I'm, you know, away from my family and friends. Um, so stupid things can happen, and then you're going to suffer the rest of your life. So take precautions. You know, I have the bucket first sparklers don't throw them up in the air and let them come down because you're looking up to see what's going on. And all of a sudden, there it is in your eye. Um, Make sure there's no kids around when you throw something, you know, in a certain direction. And just take precautions, people. You know, I want to see everybody come out of this fourth with no injuries whatsoever. But I want you to have a happy, safe, and, and healthy fourth. All right. Thanks a lot, Jim, for telling that story. I hope I hope people hear it and, and just think, like, wow, because you were nine years old, right? And now how old are you now? I am 65. 65. So, like, I mean, is there a day that goes by where you where you don't think about that just a little bit? Quite often. In fact, one of the buddies I haven't seen in 40-some years I've seen that was with me and, and uh, kind of helped me down the hill. My sister carried me down the hill. And that was back when they had uh, county station wagons as, as ambulances, and they just had a stretcher in there. That's it. No paramedics, no nothing. And and um, they helped carry me down, put me on the stretcher. The cop wouldn't even touch me. And I just, I'm just fortunate they had the 
the, the pastor out there saying prayers because they said I wasn't going to make it. But being a country boy, a tough old goofy country boy, that helped pull me through. Sure. And you know, and, and to this day, I just say God bless America for everybody to be able to do this kind of stuff and, and have fun doing it, and God bless Donald Trump. Okay. All right. Thanks a lot, Jim, for the call. You betcha. Yep, no problem. All right, with that, we're going to take a quick break. If you guys, yeah, maybe just something to, we'll, we'll just ponder that for a while. When we head to break, we'll get Scott's comment and some news right here on Wisdom. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. It was a busy couple of minutes for me and Dakota and Caitlin Riley, our new Wisdom News reporter. Uh, we were outside. Dakota is a, with the Cooley Re- Region Humane Society and he was there interviewing Caitlin, or Caitlin was interviewing him about the ducks. Well, Mama Duck is on the ground waiting for baby ducks who are jumping out of the planter into the onto the sidewalk. And one at a time, I think there were seven of them, six or seven of them. Meanwhile, Caitlin's interviewing Dakota, and Mama Duck's got her babies on the, and they're headed to the river. And I'm like, what are you guys doing? She's ready to leave. We should catch the... And the, and the, they couldn't really see where the ducks were at because they're on the other side of the planter. And then Dakota's like, oh, are the ducks... Are they following mom now? And I'm like, yeah, they're all on the ground. They're like heading out. <laughs> they got things to do, places to go swimming. Uh, so the interview ceased. Dakota got his net out. And the duck... And then mama duck led baby ducks under a car and headed into, into heading towards 2nd Street. So I ran into 2nd Street and... Told, told Mama to go back to the sidewalk under the car. And she went up back up onto the sidewalk. And Dakota netted her. And she wasn't happy about that. It was not quacktastic. And uh, we got her netted. And then Caitlin grabbed two babies. Dakota grabbed another one. And I grabbed two babies. And we got them all corralled into a little, just like a cat carrier or a little dog carrier. And then we put Mama Duck in there. And she was a little bit calmer after we got her next to her babies. And Dakota said he's going to go down to the far end of Riverside Park. He's doing that right now into the little backwaters there. I think the bike trail, probably by the Oktoberfest fairgrounds. Um, that little area, I think, is where he's going to let Mama Duck and her six or seven babies loose. And they were squawking up a storm, squeaking up a storm. I think baby ducks are more like squeaking and while Mama was squawking. Uh, but it was super cute. And... Um, you guys don't know this, but I had my dog Millie in studio today because I needed a co-host. She's um, sleeping now, but she she thoroughly enjoyed what I smelled like after I got back in because I have baby duck smelling hands. So she was like, wait a minute. Where were you the last five minutes? And what is this scent on your hands? Um so 608-785-7914. You got a better story than that? Because that's that's tops for me for this week. That's that's about it. I've been worried about these ducks all week, and I've been trying to get some people on the phone just to wondering if maybe we should even move the nest and the babies because they're right on 2nd Street. Like, that's not great. She did this last year, too, and I don't know how they turned out. Um, I wish I did. I, I You know, actually, maybe I wish I didn't because maybe it didn't turn out so great, but... Uh, we we knew we've been as a as a little community here at Midwest Family keeping an eye on them, and we've kept water out there for Mama Duck, real close by, so she can get a drink if she wanted to. Not sure if she did or not. I mean, it's been raining pretty hard. She'd probably just dig a hole in that planter and it'd fill with water. 
Um, but as a, a little Midwest family community, we've been keeping an eye and, and trying to figure out when they're going to hatch. It takes about 30 days, I believe, for ducks to hatch. And sure enough, today someone, hey, the ducks hatch. And I'm like, well, did we call anyone? And that was five minutes before the show. So I made a couple of phone calls. And sure enough, Cooley Region Humane Society had a guy out here in 20, I think about 30 minutes he was out here and he had the ducks and babies safely into, was probably safely into the Mississippi backwaters by now. Uh, All right, so I'm going to catch my breath here and try to figure out what else we're talking about. 608-785-7914. Nobody's really texting. I feel like you guys are all at Riverfest. Is everyone at Riverfest? Um, Jim Dandy, I think Jim Dandy's Candies, I think, I wonder if you Google that, if it'll pop up. He called in right before the break and told us a story about when he was nine years old, and um, and, and honestly, if you if you Google Jim Dandy's candies, you can you can read about his story uh, on the Lacrosse Tribune website back uh, five years ago. They wrote that, so uh, he called in and and told us about when he was nine years old, and his dad used dynamite for some some construction work or some inter- some whatever how remodeling work. I don't I don't know how it works, but. Uh, and, uh, you know, he, he got with his friends and they thought it'd be cool to get some dynamite out and blow it up. And the, it didn't turn out, it didn't turn out the way they thought the, the, the fuse, you know, sometimes a lot of times the fuse goes way too fast. Well, this time the fuse ended up taking way too long and Jim being, you know, Hey, my dad does this all the time. I know what's going on. And you know, decided this isn't right. This is taking too long. I'll go check it out while his friends are like, what are you doing? No, don't like, because it was smoldering. Jim had told us. And, uh, so of course, like as soon as he gets real close, the dynamite goes off and he's been, I think he said 80% blind, um, ever since. And he's 65 years old now. So, uh, he said, if even one person hears that story and, and, and decides to take a little bit extra precaution here around you know, the 4th of July and it just, you know, helped save one kid from having to go through the same ordeal he had to go through. Uh, he, he's done his work. So thanks a lot, Jim, for, for calling and telling that story. Um, I had, um, you know, more, more of a funny story about fireworks and that I watched my neighbors on a dock shooting fireworks off on, on Man- uh, Bear Lake in Manawa and then they dropped the firework and it ended up in the box and then the box started shooting fireworks every which direction direction. So they kicked the box into the lake, and then it really just started. It, it, it kept it kept going. It kept shooting fireworks off. So they're like, and I picture Macaulay Culkin, like when he's home alone and he figures it out, and his arms are up in the air, and he's running. Ah! Like that's kind of how I picture it in my head. These guys run off the dock and onto shore while the fireworks are going crazy, and me, me and my friend are on the dock next door just laughing our butts off. Uh, if you got any good fireworks stories, feel free to, to text be a kind of a long text. I don't really want a text of your firework story because that would be awfully long. Uh, a couple of things on our website. I do have uh, the first, just a, a real quick look at Governor Tony Evers' partial vo- budget vetoes. And he has 78 partial vo- budget vetoes. So this isn't a list of all of them, but some of them on this list here on our website, wisdomnews.com, school aid, drug tests, and work requirements, Tesla dealership. That was a budget veto. That was an interesting story. If you guys read about that, one GOP uh, member wanted this provision for Tesla to be inserted into the budget 
And everyone's like, why, why would we do that? And it turns out, well, this guy's got a, you know, a hobby where he uses or sells Tesla parts. I, you know, he's just, he's dealing with Tesla. So, oh, you know, like, let's throw this Tesla thing in the budget because that's not shady at all. And so governor Evers looks like he, he, he vetoed that part of the budget because yeah, we're, we're not going to put things into the budget that only serve you and your hobby. Cause he said he doesn't make money on uh, whatever parts he's selling or buying from Tesla. So honestly, like you'll have to look it up. It's, it's, I think it's Chris Kupenga uh, was the, the GOP member of Congress that was, that was doing that. Uh, a couple others, capital security, Lieutenant governor, Corrections, merit pay, new prison, youth prison, quarries, roads, truck fees, and charging stations and buses. So those were a couple. Of, they they took a quick look at a couple of those. Um, in the budget, I'll put some more. There should be some more stories up on our website in a little bit. Uh, we also got a, a story about fireworks that could trigger PTSD this July Fourth. Um, and if any of you guys suffer from that or know anyone i this isn't really comparable but like my dog millie who's with me right now i brought her with me because my neighbors are shooting off fireworks tonight and she goes she gets really scared and nobody's around so i don't want her just uh, last time i was home it was it just happened a thunderstorm so uh, when i got home she was hiding in like the basement bathroom which isn't big enough really for her to even lay down there's a shower a toilet and a sink and so i don't even know how she was huddled into that bathroom but just hiding from the thunder so yeah my dog really doesn't like anything to do with fireworks you get her outside and it's thundering she's cool for whatever reason because i think she's really distracted on trying to chase moles and chipmunks and whatever else is out there um but fireworks are just no go when she was a puppy we were putting a deck on my house we used the, one of those shotgun i don't know if you want to call it a nail shooter or whatever to go into the cement on my house to you know for the studs and she wasn't ready for that, and she's been afraid of that stuff ever since. Uh, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll come up, come back, and, and wrap up the show. Uh, yeah, Ryan on text, he said, 78 partial vetoes sounds like a majority. I don't know what that majority means, but um, yeah, 78 partial vetoes, Ryan. Uh, if you guys want to give me a call or text, 608-785-7914. We'll be back in just a couple of minutes. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. I'm your host, Rick Solom. Last couple of minutes here. If you want to get in, 608-785-7914. Uh, we, we've now have video. I can't show you the video yet because Facebook is being goofy about videos and pictures today. So hopefully in a little bit, we'll be able to... Um, sh- uh, we'll put it on our website in a little bit to put this video up. I'm sorry, I'm, do- I'm doing like two different things at once. I'm trying to kill the this, the uh, Imagine Dragon song. Um, anyway... Should be in a in a little bit. Probably when I get off the air here, I'll, I'll go onto the website and try to uh, put this together so you guys can see. It's really cute. Uh, Caitlin went over with Dakota from the Cooley Region Humane Society and videoed the mama duck coming out of the uh, little cat dog carrier. She pops out. I'm watching it right now. She pops out, and uh, we're going to count the babies here. They all hesitate for a minute. They're like, okay, well, mom, okay, we're good. One, two, three, four, five, six little babies. And then they head down a little path, uh, waddling away and into what looks like the river just a, just just up ahead. How awesome is that? Um, yeah, if you guys haven't heard, we, we saved some ducks today from Riverfest because we don't 
they didn't have buttons, so we didn't want them to be there. We didn't want a little distraction as they head across Second Street at after 5 p.m. and uh, which is great too, because right about 5:30, Mama Duck had jumped down and was quacking. So she's quacking at her babies like, "Hey, quack quack." She's like, "Hey, come on, guys, let's go. We're getting." And then you know, first one little baby jumps down. It's about three feet, two and a half, three feet. One little baby jumps down, and I'm watching Caitlin interview Dakota. And the second baby and the third baby. And, uh, you know, finally they all jumped out. It was, it was kind of funny to listen to mom, like, yell at her kids. And then uh, the babies to figure out, like, oh, yeah. Oh, mom wants us to come down here. Okay, we got to make this jump. Mom, this is a huge jump. We do not want to do this. Oh, there Harriet went. Harriet, I named them all H's. Uh, so the first baby jumps down. Harriet jumps down. And then Harold follows her. And then the next thing you know, all of them, Harry and I can't think of three more H names. Helga, got any more? Uh, so they all jump down, and then they, they start heading towards the river. And I'm like, you guys, we got to get, the ducks are down. Let's go. What are we doing? Uh, and and then they were going to go, clearly, they were going to go to Riverfest. Uh, I just got a text, Lacrosse Speedway, canceled races tonight, or yeah, tonight due to the rain. So if you guys were heading out to the Lacrosse Speedway for races, do not go because they are canceled. Uh, Riverfest is going on though. What what do you guys love about Riverfest? Uh, we got a couple of stories on our wisdomnews.com website. One's on Riverfest, another one on fireworks and how they could trigger PTSD. Um, Governor Evers' budget. Some of the ve- look at some of the vetoes we had on there. Um, there was one other story that I thought was pretty interesting. Oh, last night the uh, Lacrosse uh, Council City Council Committee they did a couple of things last night. They the online liquor. I think they passed that. I, I got to refresh my memory. Uh, an ordinance to the rules are aimed at partly at preventing underage buyers. Uh, new rules on online liquor sales in lacrosse were given Monday by the city council committee. The rules are aimed at partly at preventing underage buyers from getting alcohol. So council president Martin Gall th- thinks complaints about the ordinance have been answered. Um, so I'm not. I'm reading this, and I'm not even. The ordinance approved by the administration committee reportedly would not require anybody, either by retailers or police, to take pictures of everyone who comes to the store to pick up an alcohol order. So you can buy alcohol over the, over the internet, you know, and then they'll. You can just go pick it up. They should have it ready for you. I, mean, I don't. If they deliver it to your car, or what? Is, I, I'm very confused about what's going on. But I know the other one, the other story on here. You can go on the wisdomnews.com website and try to read it yourself. I'm trying to quickly read it and talk at the same time, which is hard. Um, the Cross City Council Committee did approve, what do you want to call this, like a mandate to have lacrosse 100% energy efficient or 100% renewable energy will be on 100% renewable energy by the next 30 years. So hopefully in the next 30 years we'll be, we'll be there. That's a long time. We'll we even be around in 30 years. The way things are going. Uh, the resolution also includes more immediate goal of having 25% renewable energy sources by 2025. I feel like a really good way to do that, you know, or start that, if the city is implementing this and the city wants to start going towards renewable energy and we want to get there 25% renewables by 2025, so six years from now, we got $42 million going to the lacrosse center. Got a big giant roof on there. Gets a lot of sun, not a whole lot of trees higher than the lacrosse center in downtown lacrosse. Maybe we should put a solar roof on that thing. And then, well, that'll help us get to our goal of 25% renewable energy. 
by 2025. What do you guys think of that? Uh, have fun at Riverfest. Happy 4th of July. We won't be on the air tomorrow. So.